0: Everybody, this is Pamela Poisson, P-O-I-S-S-O-N, on the Love Mic. The Love Mike podcast is dedicated to love in all its glory and the ways we receive it, spread it, and act as a spark for someone else to do the same. Stories of love fill us, renew us, give us hope, and draw us closer as human beings. Love connects us. I hope these stories inspire you to get out there and start spreading a little love everywhere you go. The name of this love story is A Teacher's Love. Today I am so excited to have my son Joshua here with me. Joshua works as a special education teacher with hospital homebound students and kids with learning disabilities. He brings them hope gives them a chance to feel normal and not focus on their struggles and helps give their families a voice of reason. He has to remain upbeat and positive because most of what these kids and their families hear is negative. The reason why Josh can relate to these students so well is because when he was in elementary school, he was diagnosed with an auditory processing disorder and anxiety. But despite his obstacles, Joshua was always encouraged to believe that he could overcome anything and have success. Hi, Joshua. Hello. The story that you have to tell us today is about someone very special who totally changed your outlook regarding your academic abilities. She wasn't obligated to help you, didn't have to show you a different way, and was under no pressure to go the extra mile. And all of this happened when you were in eighth grade. So tell me, what was happening in your world when you were 13 years old,
1: so when I was 13 years old, there was a lot of things going on. There was positive things, there was negative things. The positive things were sports. I loved sports. I played football. I was training to make the basketball team because I hadn't make it. I hadn't made it for sixth or seventh grade. Uh, I played baseball. I was completely in love with playing sports. Yeah. The negative side of things was my parents were divorced, so I was dealing with both of my parents remarrying. So I had my step my stepdad had already married my my mom. There were some stressors there because of what was going on at my dad's house. Uh, my dad's house, uh, he was about to get remarried to my step... Or not remarried, but get married to my stepmom. And I had just found out that th- that upcoming December was the wedding. Mm. So that was the two situations that were happening in my life at that time.
0: Okay, and so obviously those kind of things that happen in a child's home really do affect them academically. So what was going on with you in school academically? I know you were excelling at sports, but what else was happening?
1: Well, I remember, just to kind of rewind a little bit, in seventh grade I had probably, I'm not going to say the worst teacher, but a very uh, difficult teacher Mm -hmm. as an English teacher. Mm And I remember I didn't do well on my my state-based tests. I was getting ones and twos. Mm -hmm. Uh, My writing scores were very low. Uh, I just was not doing well. Um, And that was across the board. So when I got to eighth grade, I was really excited. I was on top of the school. I was the oldest kid. And I remember at that point, um, I was very excited about my schedule except for one class. And that was who I had in my English class.
0: Are you talking about friends or the teacher that you had? Friends. Okay.
1: All I cared about was being in in class with the football team or the basketball team because all my friends were on those teams.
0: Okay, and so what what did you do about that? What happened?
1: Well, I remember I got up, uh, I said to myself, I'm going to go to the uh, counselor or assistant principal and I'm going to talk to him and try to get my schedule switched around. So I went into his office, and he, uh, I, I had gone in there quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I had finally gotten my schedule where I wanted, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to switch my English class from sixth period to third period."
0: So tell me before you go on with that, what was the class that you were in? Was I was it just in a, a, regular a no, English English I was class? in a,
1: um, I was in a class with students that. Uh, who struggled on the on the FCAT at that time okay
0: so it was a rem- remediation class yes basically.
1: it was basically a class to for kids that were on a lower level
0: and did you look at yourself as a kid that was on a lower level
1: I felt out of place but not like I I knew I got low grades or low results but I felt like some of the kids I was in there with I felt like like I was floating like in okay I couldn't connect
0: Okay, so are you talking about on a relationship level, like friendship, or did you really think you had more inside of you to give mm-hmm. academically?
1: No, I think it was more of a friendship thing. Okay, because I had a lot of a lot of the kids in there were not athletes, and I felt just kind of out of place.
0: All right, so your, your athletics was your driving force and friendships, which is typical for middle school. Yeah. All right, so you go to your your guidance counselor and you say what?
1: I said I'd like to switch into my, I'd like to switch my English class from sixth period to third period whatever it was mm-hmm. and he looked at me and he said well your test scores won't allow me to do that because that's an advanced class okay and so I looked at him and I said well I you know I think I can do it I'll do anything just I want to be in that class I didn't tell him it was because my friends I just I said everything I said <laughs> I, it's it's going to help me be a better student it's all this <laughs> stuff I, I touched on everything right And so uh, he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. Oh,
0: you broke him down.
1: (laughs) I'll make a deal with you. And he said, uh, if you can maintain A's in the class, then I'll let you stay in there. But the moment you go underneath that, I'm going to switch you back to the class that you're coming from. Wow. Which he did not have to do.
0: Right. Okay. So did you start that new English class the very next day? Did it take a little while?
1: Um so I wanted to go in that class uh, that day. He said finish the week out and okay. on Monday you'll you'll go in there.
0: You go to that class the first day that you you're able to go and you meet this teacher and tell me what happened.
1: Well, Miss Miller is one of those teachers that when you meet her her eyes are like looking into your soul. Like you're <laughs> you're in She's engaged in who she's meeting. She wants... she Everything stops and she wants to know who you are. Did
0: you know her prior to this? I, I
1: knew her um, because I was in her sixth period class. Um, but there was a different vibe in that class. Oh. Because at that time, my sixth period class that I was in were sh- more struggling students. So she was focused on remediation. Gotcha. And then when I went in there, she was able to really... Push the students because those were all the advanced kids that were in there.
0: So obviously she knew that you were being placed in her class. The guidance counselor probably had had a conversation with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what did she say to you?
1: Um, actually, the first day I went in there, we, it, we all were assigned to write an essay. And everyone wrote an essay. And uh, she gave us a prompt and we wrote it. And then I think that same week... She, because she was trying to get a basis for where we were. She pulled, she was doing this with all the kids, but it was my turn to have a conference with her. And she pulled me up to the desk and she said to me, she said, you have the makings of a great writer. You're super creative. You just have to be given the tools to be able to do it the right way.
0: Now, when you heard those words, what did you actually think?
1: Well, I was coming from... I was coming from the prior year of hearing yeah. all the time that I wasn't good enough. Mm. So for me, when I heard that, it was like, Oh, somebody else thinks that besides my mom. <laughs> right. So it was like somebody else saw something that I I was told but I didn't believe.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so something she did that I really I absolutely loved which I had no knowledge of what this was but she called them free rights and she would in the beginning of the class period she would put up on the projector a picture and she would say we're gonna use words that are strong words to describe this picture and you're going to and, and she would tape words that you don't use in writing on your on your desk and words that you would use and she said Anytime Anytime that you use this word, here's a word you can replace it with.
0: Oh, so she gave you a tool. Right. That you could immediately apply.
1: And I remember I would... The first time I ever wrote, I didn't share with the class. Because I was listening to all these kids around me. And they were just, like, amazing writers. Mm. So I was intimidated. Okay. As... We were given these tools, mm-hmm. you know, the desk being laid out for our success. I mean, she had, she had everything laid out on the table for us. Um, we would begin to write, and she would give us. Sometimes, there were some days where we would do the entire period doing this, mm. and then there was other days where we would only spend ten minutes because we had to do something else. Right. But the days that we spent writing everybody fell in love with it mm. and what i was doing was i remember every single time she had every student share which is why it took so long but she would always ask me but she never pressured me to go
0: that's awesome but
1: she would always ask me and then at the end of the period she would called me up to the table and i'd have to share it to her in private mm. and she would go through my essay or my free rights or whatever i wrote and she would highlight everything that needed to be changed and then write down above it a word that or like two or three words that I could pick on what I liked to you know what I liked better to replace that section so we were going through this daily and I was soaking in everything from her help to all of the advanced students that were writing oh yeah I was soaking in everything So as that kind of went on uh, for a couple months, uh, my first grades came in and I was getting A's. I was getting A's, getting A's, whatever, and I was doing a good job. And something that I didn't do yet, but I wanted to do, was I wanted to share because I was starting to get confident and I was starting to get better at my writing.
0: Right. It's very interesting, though, because a lot of times... We'll start to feel confident inside of ourselves. Um, We're confident with maybe our parents or our teacher or someone. But standing in front of a group of your peers in middle school um, or high school, for that matter, can be extremely intimidating. So tell me about the first time that you shared. How did that happen? How did you feel? Go ahead and tell me about that. Yeah,
1: well, the first time I ever shared, it wasn't like I was about to publish this free write. (laughs) Right. You know, I was... It was a very nerve-wracking moment, and there was other kids that were experiencing the same thing. Okay. Um, but when it was my turn, I I remember sitting there, and uh, it was my turn, and I did want to share. Uh, it went past me though. I said, "No, I'm good." And then mm. a couple people down, I raised my hands like, "Hey, can I still share?" And I shared. And I remember when I shared um we had a rule in the classroom that you never knocked people down you always lifted them up and i remember the first time i shared everyone clapped for me and i had some of my peers come up to me saying good job and at the time i didn't know this but now that i'm a teacher i i realized what she had done i think she selected a couple of students in the class to support me Really, And kind of befriend me and make me feel like a part of the group. Mm -hmm. Because these are kids that I went to a magnet school. So for me, these kids were like high school level, college level writing type kids. They were advanced. So the fact that she gave that instruction, I remember I sat next to two boys in the class that were the smartest kids in the class. And they were always helping me.
0: The success and confidence that was building in Mrs. Miller's class seems like it would have affected you in other ways. And did it affect you in your other classes?
1: Okay, so in other classes, I hated studying, but you, my mom, always pushed me Mm -hmm. to study, and I hated it. But when I started sharing... I think the day i shared actually i think something changed inside me now some of those habits were still there of not wanting to do that because i was still i was in football season i didn't um but yes there was something planted inside me where oh oh i i can do this like this because writing at the time was not something i even close enjoyed i hated english class
0: i would imagine too when you see the way very successful students operate mm-hmm. in their study habits and their organization habits and all yeah. of that stuff it really kind of opens up a different world if you've never been in that space
1: oh I I didn't even realize that there were kids my age that could could actually write like this because mm-hmm. any every class I've ever been in up to that point I was around peers that didn't even know how to spell right because I didn't know how to spell right. I I let alone punctuation I didn't know any of that um, it's actually funny because uh, in my adult life, I actually ended up becoming, uh, last year, an English teacher. Uh, yeah. So it was just, it was funny how it came around full circle. But to answer your question, yes, yeah, something was planted inside me.
0: Hmm.
1: And that seed, as the year went on, I mean, it blossomed.
0: So what was the culmination of that?
1: Continuous support.
0: Really?
1: She, like... I remember one time I was beginning to slip and immediately she sent me down to the counselor's office. Oh. And he, they were going to pull me. And I remember I remember begging them almost in tears because it was no longer about my friends in the class. I I like desperately wanted to be in that class.
0: Yeah, because I think you mentioned that that class was a sanctuary. Oh, yeah. It was this place that you would go to. And tell me, how did that affect you and what you specifically mean by that?
1: Well, at at that time, there was a lot of hard things going on outside of school, Um, even in other class periods. It was just not every teacher takes a liking to you, especially the way Miss Miller took a liking to me. Uh, I just felt like I belonged to something. Yeah. And... Uh, when I was, when I was going through what I was going through at home at my dad's house, uh, you know, verbal abuse, being knocked down, accused of like, just all these things. I was always in defense mode right. every time I would leave school. I was always, I got to the point where I, I remember one day, um, Ms. Miller went from teacher to just someone who was willing to listen. Mm-hmm. And she pulled me out of the classroom and she said something's not right and I'm here if you need me and I I just started to cry and I started to tell her what I was going through and I think at that point her class was no longer just a class yeah I was hungry like I was just hungry I wanted I I was being I didn't know this before but I was completely being starved of what education was all about mm-hmm. before before this class. Right. I never knew I had this ability because I was always told I couldn't do it. You know, I was always placed in classes that um, were with kids that no one, everyone wrote them off. Right. And we were a burden to the teacher. And she, I had teachers say, you know, that it was hard. Right. So I think, it, I think at that point things began to change.
0: And was Miss Miller a mother herself?
1: Yes, she had two kids. She was divorced. Oh. And she was a type of woman who wore her she was real. She wore her emotions mm-hmm. on her sleeve like she she held the students accountable, but she also told us if she was having a bad day. But the moment class started, she never let that interfere with yeah. with what we did. Because a lot of times she also wrote and she would read to us what she wrote. Wow,
0: what a so, great example. So
1: it was never it was never like, you do this. She was always the head of the pack.
0: Yeah, and that's so important because kids will follow a strong leader who shows them the way, doesn't tell them the way, but yeah. it shows them. So let's get back to what you had mentioned before, which was you said that you had kind of slipped a little. And yes, you had a lot of stressors in your life. But the last thing that you wanted to have happen is that you would be pulled out of this class. And that is exactly what was being told to you. That if you didn't bring it up a notch and do what you said you were going to do, hold up your end of the bargain, Mm -hmm. you would be taken out. So you get back from Christmas break and tell me what happens.
1: Well, at that time, I had never made the basketball team. Mm -hmm. And so my whole focus was make the team, make the team, make the team. And right before Christmas, I found out I made the team. Okay. And Miss Miller and everyone celebrated this with me. Um, and so Christmas happens. I get back, all this thing, and the season's starting. But at the same time, uh, we were in class, and Miss Miller says, okay, I have a special announcement for the class. I'm so excited. Uh, it's a great opportunity, and I'd like to talk to you guys about it. And so, immediately, like, I remember I was doing that we what we call is do nows, mm-hmm. where we, when you first walk into class, and yeah. it was always a free write. It was always a picture on the board. So, mm-hmm. I was busy writing. At that point, I didn't go up to her as often as I was in the beginning. I was, you know, like I said, I had confidence building. Yeah. And, then and you at, had skills. <laughs> and at also, she told me to stop coming up to her so oh, much. Really? So she was pulling back a little bit because mm-hmm. she knew she was always one step ahead of me. So the do now ends, I was a kid. There was like a couple other ones. I was one of them that always wanted her to proofread mm-hmm. because I I loved, I was so excited to see where my writing could go. Sure so i was about to do this and she said no wait till the end i have an announcement so she comes up and she has this flyer she says okay everyone um at the end of the year i'm entering the entire class into a uh poetry contest where you can get your your poetry published and i remember thinking well that's not me that's gonna be so and so that's not gonna be me uh so But I really wanted to do it. But I just felt like I I wasn't there yet. And then uh, also just to kind of like a side note. Yeah. Every – she began to read our current levels. So-and-so just hit a 12th grade level in Um. our writing. So-and-so just hit this level. And if you were on grade level, she'd tell you. But if you weren't, she would tell you afterward where you were. So – I remember my levels were starting to rise. Um, and that was always just an exciting thing. But I was nowhere near the rest of the class okay. where I felt like I could do were, this poem thing.
0: Were you on an eighth grade level at this point? Had you come up to that? I was place?
1: I, I think I was at like a sixth or seventh grade okay. level. Okay, so
0: you were ra- getting up there.
1: Before that I I think I was in elementary school yeah. still okay. in my level. Okay. So yeah, so I I remember this had gone on the whole week she was making announcements kids were coming up excited all you know how advanced kids are they that's normal for them it's normal for them to enter and also win like that's a normal (laughs) thing for me i never i never besides besides like the dare essay in fifth grade that i wrote um for for school that i won but that was also because i had gotten so much help so This was something that I wanted to do, but I didn't think I could. Right. So Miss Miller, she, I think it was a Friday. I remember uh, coming up to her privately and saying, hey, can I enter this? Mm. I didn't even think I could. I had to ask, hey, could I enter this? Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, absolutely. You're good enough. You can do it. And that was what really did it because yeah. i just when she said yes that I, I was eligible to try out for this and like i could and then i also made the basketball team and i which was not an easy thing for me mm-hmm. it's such a small team didn't make it two years so there was other, there was all these things happening that were like shifting my self-belief that's right
0: that's right
1: and making me really be a leader for myself and for the kids mm-hmm. around me
0: you have this motivation now. You've been given permission, which is something that you felt like you needed from this teacher who you trusted. And so you go about starting to write this poetry piece and tell us what happened.
1: Well, I, I don't even remember what I wrote about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even can't recall that. But what I can recall is writing it, going back and forth a couple times with Miss Miller she gave me a couple of pointers some like she always does she would highlight give me some options whatever and so when i got to this point where i felt like i was completed it was so nerve-wracking i got i got to the point where i had said all right i did what i could and i turned it in and what was nice about that feeling was that i felt confident i was sure that I thought I was gonna publish it. Like That's how happy I was with it.
0: So you take this piece of poetry, you turn it into the teacher, along with the other 20 or 25 kids that were in the class, and she submits all of these to this competition. And then what happened?
1: Well, at the same time, the Florida rights was going on. Yeah. And so our focus shifted and that's another thing I haven't really talked about these free rights what she did was is at first it was just free rights, mm-hmm. but she told us that the trick to writing a good essay is to approach it the same way you approach a free write and I began to go from writing like i call them just like basic sentences to where the sentence had a lot of juice yeah. and potatoes and just the goodness that, <laughs> yeah. that writing you can do with writing. So the teacher or Miss Miller, when she shifted it, she tied everything together now. Everything that yeah. she ever taught us was now all in this nice cocoon that she, she made for us.
0: And what's so beautiful about that is so many kids become extremely nervous about these statewide tests mm-hmm. and really, all of the skills were right there. You yeah. already knew how to do it, and you didn't even know that you were learning.
1: Yeah, prior to the the Florida rights, I think we wrote, I think we wrote five or six essays. Yeah. And what was nice is she would personally go through everyone's essay. Yeah. And this wasn't just our class period. She had six periods, everyone's. Right. But there was something special about this class period, and and uh, she took the time.
0: Now the Florida Rights is scored on a scale of one to six. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, one to six. And prior to being in this class, do you remember what your score was?
1: I think the year before I got a two, a one or a two. Which is
0: one of the reasons why they wanted to put you in the class for remediation. Right. So what happened with the Florida Rights? In Miss so, Miller's class. So
1: we Florida Rights comes. We were practicing a lot, and I I take the test. Now, it was like once the Florida Rights was over we went into just poetry. We yeah. didn't even really focus on essays anymore. Um she really tried to make it fun for us cuz yeah. we had just finished the poetry p- project. We had just done FSA or the uh, Florida rights. And so for us uh it was this thing h- over our head. At least for me. I I every day I would I felt like I was going in there asking her did it come back yet? Yeah. Did it come back yet? Did it come back yet? Until the day it finally did. <laughs> And when that day came where, um, I remember now somebody might feel discouraged, but for me, it was the coolest thing ever. So there was two possibilities when your poem got published. You either had your poem in this book that she bought and it was there and you could see your name and you could see the poem, or you were in the back of it where it was like your poem got published. Uh, but it didn't make like the top three. So you were okay. your name was mentioned. Well, my name was mentioned. I didn't yeah. get I didn't get my poem in there, but my name was in this book, and I felt like it was the coolest thing. Right. Um, and how
0: many kids in your class had either their poem published or their name in that book?
1: I think there was three.
0: Which is it? Just must have been unbelievably satisfying to you. That you're in this class where there's all these kids that are so advanced and nobody thought that you could do it, but someone took a chance on you right? and you did it.
1: Well, at first I was just copying everybody. Yeah. Not like looking over my over their shoulder and copying their words, but I was copying the way they would phrase things. Right. Just everything. I, w- I was picking up from everyone to the point where at the end of the, the year, I think I would not that I was the strongest, but one of the strongest writers in the class. Wow. And kids want... Like, everyone wanted to hear what I had to write. Right. And I I just... All I needed was the tools. Once I had the tools, it was like I... My game just elevated.
0: How did Miss Miller celebrate those of you who I think made we, it into the book? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think we had... I think... Well, her whole thing was never singling out anybody. Right. So she had us, I think, stand up. I think we... If I remember correctly, we read our poems to the class, uh, we had a celebration, you know, we didn't do anything that day, we had a, yeah. whatever it was, a normal party like you have in school, and that was that. And, you know, eighth grade ends, and it was one of the most significant moments, I believe, that shifted my academics, like ah, how I looked you, at you it. You
0: have not told us about the FSA score.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Well, the FSA score comes back in the summer. So eighth grade ends, and we get a letter home. And that year, I I got a five and a half.
0: Wow, out of six.
1: Out of six. And the next year in ninth grade, they do testing in the beginning to see where you're at. And by the end of ninth grade, I had tested out of um, writing in English to where I was on a college level
0: that's right that's amazing and all because somebody spread a little love to you yeah In so many different ways not just one way so many different ways from your guidance counselor to this teacher mm-hmm. taking the time you just said that everything changed for you everything shifted for you tell me looking back on that period of your life what do you see that changed so dramatically there and how has it affected you up until today?
1: Well, I think when I got through that class, through eighth grade, there was a lot of things. I think eighth grade was a turning point for me all across the board. Right. That class was the, the center of it all, but a lot of things changed in eighth grade mm-hmm. for me. Everything, like I said, from basketball to English, Um, football I got defensive player of the year Uh, I was the captain of the team I went from being kind of not too good at baseball to being one of the more sought after Mm -hmm. baseball players so a lot of things just changed for me you got
0: into the high school that you applied for which was a big deal that's
1: true and then also you know I know it's nothing crazy but even coming down to friends, girls I mean there was just a lot of Everything just seemed to be shifted, yeah. shifted for me. Looking back at it now, uh, and I've even looked back at it when I graduated college. Yeah. Um, you know, Miss Miller, this is how much she cares, and this is how much she showed love for all of her students. But for whatever reason, for me, I had graduated, and my mom put on a graduation party and got letters. From all of the significant people in my life that it made a difference. And she was one of them. And she actually wrote me a letter. And to hear her say everything I thought the reason why she did it. To then her saying, like, yes, this is why I did it. And to explain why she did it. And what she was going through. Because now she's a principal. right? And And she, at the end of her letter, said... I'm proud to call you my equal. And like when you look and reflect on that, here's this kid who was told that he couldn't do it, but one or two people says no, you can do it and then they prove it to you over and over again to the point where you now believe it. I mean, I I didn't care. I got I after that Nobody could tell me I couldn't do anything, <laughs> that's right? It didn't matter who you were. That's right And if I didn't know something I studied if I didn't get something or if I was confused I, I put in the time um,
0: And that right there that is the power of what happens when we Share the innermost part of our heart, you know when we care for other people and we show them that and we help other people out That's the power
1: right and you know what's amazing for me is now fast forward all these years i've told that story multiple of times Mm -hmm. and there's other stories that i've told with that story right and i get to do that now with not only my hospital homebound students uh i've worked in the middle school in our town as a special education teacher Mm -hmm. Um, currently, I'm working with kids that are at a youth center uh, for struggling youth, and I work with the 6th and 7th grade boys. And it's, it's interesting, and it's amazing, and it, I have so many flashbacks because I always tell them, I was you, right? I was you. And we have a lot of conversations, but yeah. the best thing for me is that I'm able to give it back what miss mm-hmm. miller and a lot of other people in my life gave me which is belief in myself self love care yes all those things that you don't you yeah. aren't just born with yeah. you have to be taught how to do that
0: right well josh thank you so much for sharing this amazing story with us and i wish you continued success in whatever it is that you do and i think any kid that gets to be under you learning as a coach as a big brother a parent a friend is one lucky kid so thank you so much
1: no problem happy to do it
0: shortly after recording this interview with joshua i was organizing the contents of a few large plastic containers i had stored in my home it was in one of those containers i stumbled upon a single sheet of paper which was the poem he wrote in miss miller's class it's called the freeze slush slush a piercing noise strikes the air as you peer or even glance around you see nothing except a vast surrounding wilderness step after step breath after breath you begin to notice a change one and only one thought comes to mind the freeze Beginning to stare at the canopies that lay silently above me, I notice the condensation on the green leaves has frozen. With a slight open, my mouth forms a cloud of fog and drifts away. Looking at the magnificent landscape, there's a sparkling glaze coated over the still earth. Disheveled icicles sag off 30-foot cliffs, clinging for dear life. My heart feels incomprehensible as my taste buds favor the new fallen snow. The rivers and ponds are frozen solid combined by flakes of snow. Winter has fallen, animal and plant lives are haggard. The creation by God has incredulously left a smirk upon my young face. We all have a special way that we can show love to others. Miss Miller's English class made an everlasting impact on a young man's life find your special way today and until next time remember spread a little love to everyone you meet shine a little light for all the world to see make a little